Coffee, amen. My name is Jay Brooks, and I'm your host for this devotional Bible study. I publish just about every day, but I may skip a day here and there. I am a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus, and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him two years ago this coming August at a free concert he gave in a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation with him afterwards, and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us just a little bit. Check out his music, and if you have a chance, go see him. I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today I'm going to read once again from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. I'm going to read John chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. Let's get into prayer and then get into the Word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your Word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. After Jesus had said these things, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley where there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Judas who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas took a company of soldiers and some temple police from the chief priests and the Pharisees and came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing everything that was about to happen to him, went out and said to them, Who is it you're looking for? Jesus the Nazarene, they answered. I am he, Jesus told them. Judas, who betrayed him, was also standing with them. When he told them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Who is it you're looking for? Jesus the Nazarene, they said. I told you I am he, Jesus replied. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the words he had said, I have not lost one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his ear. The slave's name was Malchus. At that, Jesus said to Peter, Sheath your sword. Am I not to drink the cup the Father has given me? The word of the Lord. Amen. 
as I start here today, I want to mention, if you hear a bit of a hum in the background, that's my air conditioner. It is so humid here in my little corner of Massachusetts that I'm not going to turn it off. I hope it's not too distracting for you. At the end of chapter 14, Jesus says, get up, let's leave this place. When I first noticed that years ago, I started to think maybe the rest of the things Jesus said were said on the way to the garden, which seemed strange to me. I didn't think he'd be walking and saying this great prayer and all these other things. Then, one day, a little while later, I noticed that the first thing John writes in this chapter is after Jesus had said these things, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley where there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. So they probably all stood up and prepared to leave, but they didn't leave until Jesus finished praying. I add that in here just in case any of you have had the same confusion that I had. Anyway, John doesn't mention much of what happened in the garden. He just says that they went there, and Judas came and betrayed him. Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell us more. All three of them tell us about Jesus' prayer in the garden. All three of them tell us that Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. All three of them, as well as John, tell us that someone cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. Only John tells us that it was Peter who did it. Now, as you probably know, Luke was a doctor. And he alone tells us two things that would have been of interest to a doctor. One thing Luke mentions is that Jesus heals the man who had his ear cut off. Even when he is facing certain death, even when he's agonizing over what's about to happen, even though he knows everything that's about to happen to him, as John writes here, Jesus' compassion is on display. He heals the man's ear. The other thing only Luke mentions is in Luke twenty-two forty-four where we read that Jesus' sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. This may sound ridiculous, some people may poo-poo it, but this is a real, although rare, medical condition called hematohydrosis, in which there is hemorrhaging into the sweat ducts caused by acute emotional distress. Jesus is deeply troubled, and he is agonizing over what is about, he is about to go through. His humanity, his human side, doesn't want to do this. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell us that he asked the Father to let it pass if possible. Jesus finished that prayer, requesting the Father to get him out of this mess with not my will but yours be done. These are words we should all remember whenever we make requests of the Lord not my will, but yours be done. You alone are God, and I surrender to your way. John tells us that the men who came to grab Jesus and deliver him to the Pharisees and the Sadducees fell to the ground when Jesus said, I am he. Now the word he is not there in the original language. In the original language it just says, I am, which is what God calls himself. And when he does these men fall to the ground. I believe John tells us this so we will know that Jesus was no victim. Jesus wasn't taken against his will. 
Just by saying, I am, Jesus caused these men who came to arrest him to fall to the ground. Imagine what he could have done to them if he didn't want to go with them. Jesus, after great agony, to the point of sweating blood, goes willingly to his death for you and I. Jesus could have destroyed these men had he wanted to. Matthew tells us that Jesus said, Do you think that I cannot call on my Father? And he will provide me at once with more than 12 legions of angels? Remember back in chapter 13? Before washing the disciples' feet, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands. Jesus had all power and all authority in his hands. So it would have been very easy for him to defeat the men who came to arrest him. Jesus makes only one demand on the men who came to him. Let these men go. Then he tells Peter to put away his sword because he must drink the cup the Father has given him. I am overwhelmed by what Jesus does here and also by what Jesus does not do here. God in the flesh, the one who spoke when the universe leapt into existence, willingly surrenders to the men who will lead him to the cross. Why would he do this for the likes of you and I? Why would he submit to the humiliation? Why would he submit to the torture? Why would he submit to the pain? Why would he submit to the excruciating agony of taking our sin upon him and being separated from the Father for the first time and only time in all of eternity? Why would he willingly pay a debt he didn't owe? I know who I am. I don't know anything about you all, but I know who I am and who I was before I met the Lord Jesus. I know the terrible thoughts that sometimes go through my mind even now. I know the horrible things I did before I met Jesus when I was 40 years old. The closer I come to God, the more I get to know the Lord Jesus, the more disgusting and sinful I see that I am. The closer I get, the farther away I realize I am. So I ask again, why would he do this? The answer, my friends, is simple. John told us why in chapter 3. Jesus knew we owed a debt we couldn't pay, so he did it out of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's why. That's why. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.